Hello and welcome to Is Main Is a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with Pinhead Larry himself, Josh Hemo. Hey, hey, Omar. Yes? Happy birthday. <gasps> yes, it is my birthday. I did want to be outdone. We, last, last time we recorded on your birthday, I wanted to record on my birthday too. Mm-hmm. You got to be equal here. Yeah, uh, I, I guess we are equal. I'm a little mm. better sometimes, but... Okay, whatever. All right, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to our podcast where we talk about SpongeBob, and it's that time again where we give you those juicy nuggets of wisdom that uh, Josh and I have taken from this episode, and we just like feed it to the masses. Spoon, spoon and fork to your mouth. Yep. This week we check out season two, episode nine, "Survival of the Idiots," and dumped. Survival of the Idiots. So bum, bum, this bum. episode, yes, bum bum bum. Indeed. This episode, SpongeBob and Patrick are super excited to go to Sandy's and just have tons of fun. And they realize that she's hibernating. It's a nice little instructional video that shows them. Instead of just leaving her alone, Patrick and SpongeBob go in to annoy Sandy. And they see that she's hella thick from all that winter fat. And they accidentally piss her the f*** off because she's hibernating. And animals are a little bit angry when they hibernate. And so when they try to escape, they realize they can't decide to steal her fur to survive for the winter. And sure enough, Sandy catches them in the act. So my question for you, Josh, is if you could hibernate, would you? If you mean if I had a legitimate excuse to just sleep all the time? Like, for... <laughs> like financially, it didn't matter. You could just like, I'm, good night. Yes, 100%. I would love that so much. Please explain your reasons why. I hate the cold. Winter is truly the saddest of the seasons, in my opinion, apart from like Christmas, despite what we said during the Christmas episode. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and I really, really enjoy sleep. And it would give me an excuse to sleep and not feel depressed because I'm sleeping too much. So, (laughs) But then you would have to get that winter fat off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my metabolism is pretty crazy, so I think it would be pretty easy. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm a skinny b- That's what you basically just told all our listeners. Well, I didn't want to flex, but thank you for flexing for me. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could hibernate because I like Christmas too much. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you that I would rather avoid the cold if I could just sleep in a nice warm warm bed. Honestly, though, like I only enjoy Thanksgiving. So if I can hibernate from Thanksgiving on, then I'm okay. Sorry, Christmas. Use Thanksgiving to like get fat and then wake up on like New Year, wake up for New Year's and then just go straight back to sleep. Yeah. You get so drunk on New Year's that you pass out for another couple weeks until it's like the day after Valentine's Day or of Valentine's Day. I don't know. It's still pretty cold. Josh is looking right cold. now. He's in Arizona right now. Yeah. So it's not that cold. I was in, it's still yeah. pretty chilly up here in New York. Oh. So maybe all the way until Easter. That'd be okay. <laughs> Late, late, late <laughs> basically summer. Just skip spring. This is just, I could just sleep all the way until summertime, and that's I think fine. You're describing death. Yeah. Just, just inter- eternal sleep. I just be awake for the moments that matter. Exactly. Um, I do want to call attention to the instructional video that Sandy created, which I really enjoyed. The eating channel? 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure SpongeBob invented what's called mukbang. Mukbang. Which mukbang is the I guess the correct pronunciation. I only knew I only knew it from the hashtags I've seen. Yeah. But apparently it's like when you watch people eat on YouTube. Yeah. And they discuss things. Yeah, they talk about like cooking and stuff like that. But like yeah. another subset I think SpongeBob might have worked into because Sandy eats and then she gets bigger, which is also another like subculture called feeder porn where the people like eat so much to like get fat. Like the whole goal is like I'm paying money to typically attractive women so that way they can get bigger and bigger for my entertainment. Which again, not gonna shame people, but that it's interesting. Sponge, I saw the parallels in, in that video. And here I was thinking it was just like a parallel to the Food Network. Thank you for oh. deep diving for us. <laughs> no, no. I, you got you to gotta think dirty. Got deep, deep dive. I guess the mook, mookbang thing isn't that dirty. It is weird. I don't understand mookbangs. Maybe someone can explain it to me. But I've tried watching a couple of just like some YouTube celebrities that I already like. But it doesn't make sense. I, like, I don't get the appeal of watching other people eat. Food. There is one that I've watched, and it was like a mukbang slash like um, ASMR situation, and it's like a pug that eats. Mm. <laughs> it's it's quite disgusting. I don't know if I've shown you, Josh. Yeah, shown me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I like it. I don't like it more in like a this is a relaxing thing. I like it in more of like this is like an interesting. It's just funny to watch. A pug eat stuff. I Wait. actually, I brought the clip up because I want I want the listeners to hear it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up there. Hold on. <laughs> it's just so disgusting. What you didn't know, listeners, is that actually it's just Omar eating an Oreo in the microphone right now. How'd you know? <laughs> why, why are you revealing my secrets? <laughs> Stop revealing my secrets. No, but like that's the only time where it's made sense to me. I'm like, look at this dog. This is funny. But I've never seen it as like a relaxation or like an entertainment, like where I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this person eat stuff. Well, apparently there's a culture for it. The eating channel, as Patrick said, and people like Patrick want to see it. So (laughs) speaking of Patrick, let me tell you, Patrick is getting on my nerves this season because he is really, really 100% not giving a about consent. In this whole thing, he has very much consent issues. He said no means yes. And he just straight up broke into Sandy's house. I don't know. He's been there's been a real boy this season. This is what we talked about during the Christmas one. It's like the characters are like all over the place. And mm-hmm. it still felt that way in this act particularly. Like Patrick and SpongeBob were both like a little over the top more than usual. And some of their behavior was like crazier than normal and stuff they said was just out of the blue so it was weird this this is another weird episode i felt like and it's weird because i was really pumped for this act in general because like i remember like the whole pinhead larry situation yeah and i really like that sandy's like this big hulking monster like of a of a squirrel in pure hibernation mode but yeah i don't know if these two last two episodes felt like more like filler yeah definitely maybe there's a weird period of time for not as much character spongebob development. development not at all Mm-mm. not even in yeah we'll get we'll get to it but that, it felt that way in like act two definitely too it was like both the acts in this one were kind of off so that's not fine feel, they don't yeah they don't feel as developed as with the characters just like 
I don't know. It's it's very very odd. No, but but saying that we do get a lot of iconic stuff. We do get the Dirty Dan and Pinhead Larry, which is yeah great. Um, he's like, who are you calling Pinhead? Pinhead yeah. <laughs> I still laugh every time. Like I just see the picture, and in that time there was like a time on the internet where people were making roasting girls for wearing like those shirts that made them look like Pinhead Larry. Yeah. <laughs> where they even get the cowboy? I guess they Sandy has probably a bunch of cowboy hats in her house, but they SpongeBob and Patrick when they're playing in the snow. To suddenly have cowboy hats. Yeah. Also, speaking of the snow, I do love Patrick's description, which I completely forgot about until like he said it, where he's like the vast swirling wonderland of sparkly white pleasure. Let it fill your senses with cascading fluffy pillows of excitement and comfort as you've never felt before. <laughs> and then the whole time I was like, why do I not remember that? And then he's like, oh, it's just on the back of this candy wrapper. What candy was that, do you think? How would you Cocaine. Just... Yeah, 100%. S- yeah. Sparkly white pleasure just sounded straight like cocaine to me. Yeah. That's uh, one of the animators or the writers are like, all right, let's just throw this in here. That's probably why I felt like a filler episode. They were up to like four in the morning going like, to finish this thing. All coked out. <laughs> Actually, one of the fun facts said that one of the animators was getting, they got tired of drawing uh, Patrick and SpongeBob's like uh, underwater helmets, uh-huh. like whenever they're in Sandy's thing. And that's partly the reason why they take them off and they're just like, snow melts into water. I guess that makes it. That was something I was going to bring up because I can't imagine that there's enough snow in there to sustain them, right? That wouldn't work. <laughs> and I do, like, the snow actually makes it more legitimate that they would go so crazy in there because imagine your first time feeling safe in an environment that would completely kill you yeah yeah i guess so that's a weird uh anxiety thought (laughs) i don't know there's definitely times where like oh okay like i'm out in the ocean like i'm swimming but i like a little bit too far like i'm a little too deep in the like the pool or whatever and i'm just like i could this is kind of unsafe and then you there's like the little moment where you're like can't swim too good because I'm tired, and then then you your life flashes before your eyes. Or it's like but that before that you're like, oh, I'm pretty safe. I'm right safe. Now. It's like that pang of panic when you're walking around your house at 3 a.m. stumbling to the bathroom and it's dark as hell, and you're like, I'm gonna trip over something. You're in a familiar area, but it's yeah. scary. <laughs> now imagine that. that same trip with light. You have light in front of you. You're like, oh man, this is so nice. You have like, you're like, a good thing I bought that night light last week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something Sandy says when she's talking in her sleep, which is the whole thing. Like, I've never experienced people sleep talking before, but oh. it would sound fun to like screw with I them. I wish I was you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was you. Uh, a lot of people in my life have sleep talked. Um, my mom would, my mom would do that thing where like you you're talking to someone and they're like trying not to fall asleep and then they just kind of like sleep talk that way mm-hmm. or they're like they're just saying nonsense because their brain's like i'm gonna formulate a sentence even though i'm in the moment of trying to go to sleep so like she would say weird stuff um but the biggest r- i remember is my aunt so i have an aunt that's the same age as me shout out andrea uh she used to talk in her sleep all the time and i remember it was super fun because when i would sleep over at my grandma's house she would like talk in her sleep and she's like oh, i gotta go to like I'm going to be late for the field trip. And I was like, yeah, Andrea, don't be late for the field trip. You're going to be late. Run for the bus. And then she would like flail in her bed. <laughs> or like uh, she'd fall asleep on the couch. Like we were watching like cartoons and stuff. She like fell on the bed and she like, oh. and, we, and one time I convinced her that she went to like a, a petting zoo. And I was like, pet the goats. And when she stuck out her hand, I like, like not 
crushed your hand. Like I like slapped it together, like giving it like a high five. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh no, it bit you. And she like freak out. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> uh, Tima also uh, talks in her sleep when she's um, really stressed out. Yeah. I always know when it's tech week when Fatima is talking in her sleep. <laughs> it's very stressful. And what it makes me wonder, do you think Sandy, when she's talking in her sleep, because she talks about Sheriff Sandy, and they, she's talking about these people like they're real people. And we have no proof that this is just like some weird like fantasy thing. Do yeah. you think she's reliving her past in Texas? Do you think some, that might like, be... PTSD stuff? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I mean, like people do talk in their sleep when they get stressed out about yeah. things. I I would believe that. I mean, especially like this hibernation sleep is so deep, right? I would imagine mm-hmm. that it'd be pretty like deep dive into her memory. So I could see that. Yeah, maybe that's why like she moved to Bikini Bottom. Oh, oh wow, we get into some. That's again these uh new episodes that are supposed to come out. I'm really excited to see what these like, uh, backstories. Yeah, it would be a nice like throwback to bring like Pinhead Larry and Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan, yeah. But also, she also mentions that newspaper comics are evil so i'm wondering where that comes from too like what that fear in her is from yeah cannot relate because i love newspaper comics especially growing up i would cut them out and stuff (laughs) i mean they're good that's like uh the best reading there is in my opinion (laughs) the only reason to get the newspaper exactly (laughs) nothing good and there's nothing else good in there you know um, speaking of more things that are evil, I think Packback is probably the manifestation of hell. <laughs> I also <laughs> wrote that demon. in. I was like, Packback is nightmare fuel. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> it's so weird. This is, this is like another weird thing. It's just like, I don't understand what that is or like why that happens. It's like before in like season one, these characters, yeah, they had godlike powers. We, we mentioned like some of the stuff they do, but some yeah. of the crazy stuff they do or have been doing in these last couple episodes are just like, over the top, weird and disturbing. They're like really, really weird throwaway up, like throwaway jokes. Yeah, like it reminds me of kind of like a Family Guy episode. They're like, "Oh, it's, remember that one time we did this?" And then they completely cut scenes and they go to like flashbacks. Scenes. And yeah, like, yeah, that's weird. Like those, these throwaway jokes are like so much further from the plot, and I think it's really weird. Yeah. Um. Also, the fact that Patrick has so much belly button lint. Makes me concerned for his health. So that's a little lesson. Clean your belly button out. I don't know Clean if pe- people really think about that, but your belly button can get pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah, typically, you only get belly button lint if you have hair right there. So maybe shave it if you don't want belly button lint. Or just wash yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you. pick it every now and then, get it out. Um, I also have for a small lesson, uh, don't mess with people when they're sleeping. Oh, that's a great lesson. Don't mess with things you don't fully understand, like hibernation. Always prepare for cold weather is another one I have. <laughs> I have another one. Role play can be fun. Because <laughs> they're, they're pretending to be Pinhead Larry and Dirty Dan. But it can be dangerous, so be careful. Uh, and don't give in to peer pressure, because it's all Patrick's fault they were in that situation. That's true. SpongeBob wanted to leave from the beginning. No, he was like, hey, like, this isn't good. Yeah, Sandy she's... specifically was like not especially you, SpongeBob. Yeah, and it's that's funny too that she's like specifically you, you SpongeBob. Even though like this is, I would assume that this episode is a precursor or takes place after the hibernation episode that happened mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, right? Yeah. I wonder if he got on her nerves or something, because I would imagine that he wanted to be around her after that. Yeah, I don't know. It's like. 
It's rough. Like I think she should just go on full lockdown. That's what there it looked like. No that was way like, to access her. her that dome. was like hello purge house right there. That's where I want to be during the purge. It's not a very good purge house if someone can walk in. Directed the in, he has this like door. everything else is cool except for the door. They walk right in. I also think it's interesting how Sandy's dome functions as far as weather. I don't. Yeah. How does how does it work? Right. Like, how do the seasons work? They just happen work? to come on like the last day of of winter. Or maybe it's really short for her, right? Her hibernations like are sped up. Yeah, I could see that. Who knows this alternate universe? Um, another little lesson I got was um, learn how to keep yourself warm and what to protect. I thought that Patrick, the smartest thing he did was when he had the fur, he like packed his shorts mm-hmm. and his head with like the fur. I was like, that's that's what you gotta protect. Cause that was like the one thing I realized when I moved to New York and it was starting to get cold. I was like, man, my top half is warm, but my legs are hella cold and then you get those heat tech pants my penis is frozen basically yeah that was like man it's going this wind chill is going right through my jeans it's awful <laughs> shout out to Nikolo and those heat tech keeping me heat alive tech? shout out to heat tech keeping our dicks warm <laughs> sponsor us time for the bubble break Woo-hoo! I'm excited what are we talking about this week we are going to talk about something that's new and near and dear to my heart TikTok. Ooh. I've slowly become addicted to it, and I made you sort of addicted to it. You've kind it of joined the platform. It is true. For, um, I find a lot of people don't know what TikTok is unless they're like in high school. Which is understandable because like me. when I first heard about TikTok, it was through like Snapchat ads. And what TikTok is is not what was being advertised, or it was like misleading for sure. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people think TikTok is like kids singing at their camera in sync to stuff with like weird, you know, facts and stuff like that. And I think it's because musically was uh, merged with TikTok. So TikTok was like very big, apparently in China by like some company. And then they basically merged with musically and they purchased musically, which was basically all that just people singing and a lot of really boring stuff like that. And what I started to notice was on TikTok, I was like on Twitter and then I started seeing TikTok videos. A lot of the TikTok videos started getting more and more creative. Like I started seeing more like funny, like meme-ish type content that like Vine used to have. And I honestly think TikTok, that TikTok is the new Vine. And not in the way that like a lot of people like, oh, like nothing's going to be as good as Vine. Yeah, nothing's going to be as good as Vine because one, Vine was the first one to do it. And two, um, like we're all looking like back at Vine with nostalgia goggles, right? Now, yeah. How it's many like, years later now? Yeah. A lot of people talk about it with music where it's like, oh, like the 90s or the 80s or the 60s or whatever is the best time for music. It's because all the music that sucked back then doesn't get played. It's only the greatest hits of that decade. It gets filtered out real quick, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, And that's what you notice in Vine compilations now. It's always the same you can there's a there's a handful of vines that are consistently always showing up in those compilations and that's why you're right those the yeah. bad ones get filtered out and the ones that are good are the ones that get left remembered and stuff so Josh as a new user to TikTok what what have you enjoyed what have you not enjoyed because i recently i basically just sent Josh a shit ton of TikToks say that three times fast <laughs> um over and over again until eventually he was like i got to get it TikTok I got it Finally got it. First of all, I think the app interface is some one of the easiest app interfaces I've ever had. 
100%. on my phone. It literally, like, you open it up, and it starts it off, and you can just swipe, swipe, and it's all there. There's no tricks, no nothing, no, like, weird homepages, nothing. It's it's exactly what you want out of, like, a kind of, like, funny video thing. You, like, you can swipe to the right to get, like, a user that, like, to go to that user's videos. You swipe to the left. And then look at other you can stuff. click on those users' videos, and it'll just play all of their videos as you scroll through. It's great. It really is very Valwall formatted and thought out. And like, it's pretty consistent content, I think. Like pretty, it, I haven't run it. Maybe it's just uh, my feed because I've talked to some mm -hmm. people that um, have it and they say that they, they got rid of it because it wasn't funny. But I think that it's very creative. Something that like, I think it is an evolution of Vine where people are being more creative and like mm -hmm. there's a lot of people dressing up. There's a lot of people, yes, it's the same kind of meme content. Like it's uh, like the nine to five song or the same like throwing cheese, but people make it their own. And that's really, really cool to see. Yeah. Cause, and that's the thing that I, I think TikTok is like a blessing and a curse for that reason is I think the reason TikTok has like, annoying parts of it like the things that i find are annoying is like you'll see the same trend over and over again because people who are on it are reminded so much of vine where they're like they're trying to make the best version of that and there's like a lot of things like i the problem i have now is i when i show people tiktok i only show them like my favorited my liked tiktoks basically and now i kind of treat that as like how i would a vine compilation like I will, there's things that I like that I'm just like, oh, cool. This is really nice, but I wouldn't put in a Vine compilation to show other people, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with like TikToks. Like there's things that I like in a TikTok, but like, it's like, oh, this is how to make, you know, pumpkin balls, which is one of the TikToks that I saw. Like, but I'm not going to show someone that as like a comedy thing. But I, I also think like the community around TikTok is really cool. It seems like there's yeah. a lot more people working together. Like that's part of, when you guys see like the ads of people singing in duets and stuff, mm -hmm. it's because people have taken someone else's video and is interacting with it, which is really, really cool to see. Right. Yeah. There's this like, now it's like this community thing. It isn't just like a solo thing like Vine was. Yeah. And another cool thing is like they show, they show you at the very bottom of the interface, what music and effects are using. So if you want to recreate it on your own, um, there's a lot of people who will do also tutorials if they see like a big trend going. Um, like I think the only thing that kind of sucks about it that I have a problem with is there you just see so much of the same thing sometime, and it's like none of them are original. But and it's hard to find the original thing. But sometimes like every now and then you're like, oh, this one's a better version of they make what they make. And also another hard thing to show other people that like drives me insane is that they don't have it's like meme language right yeah so like tiktok has its own tiktok language too so when you like try to explain it like i try to explain someone like oh yeah and then this like girl drinks this juice this drink and it's just water but the label says yee -ye juice and then she flips it and it's actually e-girl juice and she turns into an e-girl and then well, i had to look up what an e-girl was i still don't really fully understand <laughs> but it's like that where it's like they there's a whole like language that's just TikTok based that like Vine used to have like if you say like oh road work ahead I sure hope it does people are gonna get that right like if you've seen Vine like your parents wouldn't but like a friend probably would same thing with TikTok if you're just like oh we are like we were at the club and you start singing that song like people are gonna be like oh I get that 
And it's just like it's weird to try to explain. Like there's like those second tier jokes that are like, oh, this is only funny because you've seen like babies get hit with cheese, and now you're seeing like a full grown <laughs> man get hit with like a full block of cheese. A full block of cheese. Yeah. Now now it's like that's only funny because I've seen like other the progression. Yeah, yeah, the progression of these other things. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. Definitely would recommend. It's a good way to kill your entire day, basically just flipping <laughs> through these videos. <laughs> so for my birthday, everyone should download TikTok and add me. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. No, but I really think that TikTok is it's worth a check out. Like I think a lot of people who miss Vine will get again, they'll they'll scratch the itch. It's not gonna replace Vine. Nothing will replace Vine. And even if you don't like Vine, like it's still funny. It's there's still content there that you can find funny and like don't brush it off as being like this immature thing which i think a lot of people do and a lot of people do with vine too so like give it a chance and let us know what you think because yeah, they're definitely getting more creative hit yeah. us up if if you if you like it or not just let us know and if you want like shoot me a text also i'll send you some tiktoks yeah <laughs> i'll get you in the mood be like hey warm you up good i'll be like a drug dealer and be like here's a couple good ones this is and, good good this is good good and you'll be scrolling through <laughs> Good tick 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 tick. <laughs> act two, dumped. So in this act, SpongeBob and Gary are playing tag. Patrick comes up, wants to play too, and Gary gets oddly attached to Patrick. Even follows him home that night. So this all leads to SpongeBob getting jealous and eventually having this big like breakdown over the fact that Gary left him and Patrick is kind of a butt about it. Um, and they discover at the end that all Gary really wanted was this cookie in Patrick's pocket. So, and gold digger. Right? So there's a lot about this episode that made me kind of angry at both SpongeBob and Patrick. I don't know how you feel, Omar, but I definitely think that they both have like huge flaws in this. Like SpongeBob mm-hmm. was kidding. He got two new pets just to make Gary jealous. And like that's something that always bothers me is people who get pets and don't really think about like this is a living thing that you now have to dedicate your life to mm-hmm. and for Spon- and you know what else that that worm rex knew what the f- was up yeah he's like he's- i'm not gonna be part of this i'm out of here lovers quarrel yeah and that's the thing is like you don't get you don't get lucky like that where pets that know that like they're gonna get into a bad home like they're gonna trust you to take care of them mm-hmm. and it's sad and then with patrick the way he treats SpongeBob when Gary's chosen Patrick over SpongeBob is so awful. Like, this is his best friend, and he's just like, you need to get over it. Gary doesn't like you anymore. He's moving on. I'm just like, wow, why don't you just bring him over to hang out with SpongeBob? It's so, like, toxic and crazy. Yeah, and it's also, like, I, I don't get the idea. I don't understand the idea of being mean when you've won already. Yeah. Like, being like a sore winner is so weird to me because it's like, like I almost got in a fight once because someone was mad because I was, I was hanging out with his ex-girlfriend and then it was, it's a whole story. If you ever heard the story, it's one of my favorite stories to tell because like it was one of the closest times I've ever gotten into a fight. And I still think I was about to get like my handed to me. This guy was a lot bigger than me, but the only thought that was going through my head was, this is so funny. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> like I was so entertained with the idea that like, this is so silly, but like, I remember at the time I was in an actually good spot when we almost fought. And then the people I were with, they were like, 
oh, you should go like go fight him. We'll help you out. And I was like, uh, I've already gained what I wanted to gain. It was, was this girl's affect- affections, and that's already happening. So I don't need to rub salt in the wound. I'm okay. So I, I think it's there's yeah. a lesson in that, and like with the way that like Patrick is like, I have the snail. That's what I wanted. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just very strange that like whole relationship dynamic in this is weird. A good thing on Patrick's part is that he does have good oral hygiene. He was brushing his teeth before bed, even though he did use it to brush his underarm with. But at least that's a good thing. Remember to brush your teeth. And your pits. Go and brush your pits. Your pits. Yeah. <laughs> There's like two two references to like cleaning yourself because even when Gary doesn't want to hang out with SpongeBob, he's like he smells his pit and he's like, "Do I offend?" <laughs> Do I? Offend? I like that. Do I offend? <laughs> I find it really interesting that SpongeBob uses like don't forget the times like i fed you and do did all these things and i think it's i wanted one lesson i wanted to bring up was like doing stuff for someone isn't the same as like loving them yeah or like like sometimes you do things because you there are things that you do because you love and enjoy someone but like they're i guess it comes down to like i'm doing this because i enjoy you and i don't want anything like i I don't think you should do things for people in turn for reciprocation. Is yeah. that weird? No. Like no, it's like when you give someone like a gift, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like you want to do something just to make someone happy. And I guess it's like people are like, oh, there's no, I guess that in a way it's selfish for yourself. You are getting something back. You're getting the, the gratification of making that person happy, but yeah. it's not like a, a favor or something back. And that's something that bothered me with what SpongeBob was doing there. It's like weirdly manipulative. And I see that with like toxic couples and stuff mm-hmm. when people are like, Oh, remember when I did this thing for you or this thing and this thing and this thing. And you're now you're going to like turn your back on me. It's like, so you're going to just like keep track of all these nice things you did just to throw it in someone's face. That's like really crappy to do. Yeah, Why are you, why are you keeping score like that? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. I don't I don't like it at all when people do that. Like you do things out of the kindness of your heart, not because you want Right, exactly. You know? And don't throw it in someone's face like that you're doing all these good things. It doesn't make you a good person, like just because you did these good things and clearly you aren't a good person if you're using it to like be manipulative and throw it in their face. Like you're just trying to make yourself to be this martyr and it's crazy. So much toxicity in this episode. <laughs> but I think it's also like a good lesson in um how Sometimes when you're hurt, you you take it out on people in a way that you're not really expecting. Yeah. Like SpongeBob was just like so upset at the situation that he was like, I'm gonna do anything to try to gain things back. Yeah, to make it trying to catch yourself in those times is kinda hard. Yeah. Well, especially something big like losing someone and for SpongeBob, like he has Gary presumably he's had Gary for a long, long, long time, right? We mm-hmm. don't know how long, but like this is a family member that he's losing and is choosing to like turn his back on him all of a sudden. Like that must be hard. So I get that. Can we talk a little bit about Larry? Yeah. <laughs> that demon, <laughs> demon snail. Um, Larry is actually how I imagine most cats in my brain. Every cat. And I know a lot of cat or- owners are going to hate me for that. But like, I feel like every cat owner feels like they have a Gary, but like to everyone else, their cats are like Larry. hundred percent. Yeah. There's very few times where I've ever met like someone else's cat and it's actually been like legitly nice as sweet as they've said. Yeah. Like I always like 
like I get it. There are cats that are very sweet and very affectionate, but I think they're only sweet and affectionate to their owners. Yeah. Well, that's 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 like, and it's me as a dog person. It's like hard for me to understand cat people who are like, oh my mm-hmm. cat's so sweet and great, I love them. But I was like, I don't know, I don't understand your this affection that you get from your cat. <laughs> yeah, and then usually I see a lot of people when when they have cats, like at least the ones that act up, like people who have problematic cats, they have to change their entire life for their cat. And I felt that a lot when Larry was like, I'm sleeping on the bed. Well, that's a, that's a, that's like one of the lessons I got too is just like if you're going to have a pet, and especially if it's going to misbehave or something, you can't let the pet own you, you know? Mm-hmm. It has to be, it's, yes, I guess you have a new family member, but some pets that misbehave, if you let them walk all over you, then like they take it, they do take advantage of you, right? Or like even pets with like a traumatic past, yeah. you know? Like if you don't know, like was Larry from the shelter, like had an abusive owner or whatever you don't know that and i feel like those kind of pets take work yeah and i would like to see where spongebob's getting all these pets because they're just giving him pets like left and right yeah that's not a very responsible adoption that's shelter yeah and that's that's a little thing too is just like maybe foster an animal before you adopt it just to make sure it's Mm -hmm. a good fit for your home and that's something you get it done with larry for sure um i do really really enjoy the dramatic crying music that they have. It's like a, the soap opera music. Yeah. <laughs> whenever like one of them gets broken up with. His, and SpongeBob's eyes when he's crying are so like sunken and sad. And like, like the, the drawing for the art for that is just like really crazy. It's something I hadn't seen with SpongeBob crying before. I know, but at least it still keeps in, in line with like his dramatic cries. Like he cried into both things of soap. <laughs> and that's just like, I think one of the things that I've started to notice rewatching SpongeBob is how many crying scenes and how unique they are all are and dramatic just, over over the top. I think SpongeBob might need some therapy. Those are like a lot of crazy breakdowns that he has. Maybe he's just a crier. There's some people like when they argue they just go straight to crying. Maybe. It's not really something they can handle. Some dramatic crying though. <laughs> yeah, it's a little uh on the nose. Yeah. He he is very talented though. He does have that whole driftwood carving of Squidward, which is something that like was really cool to see. And we saw in the uh, Christmas episode that he is pretty handy with woodworking. So here's my question. So are you in the boat that he think that he made it of Squidward? Like he's like, I have, I'm carving this of Squidward. Or do you think he bought it from Squidward? Oh, cause I like to think of it as like, I, I, I bought this driftwood carving of Squidward because I liked it and supported his art. I definitely thought it was a, that he made it, but I like that better. I like that a lot better. Because for me, I feel like it would have more... Like, if he made it, he can always make another one, you know? But yeah. if he bought it from Squidward, which Squidward has, does only basically make art about himself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is, like, not a bad thing. That'd, Self-reflection is cool. That would be interesting to examine a little bit. Yeah, okay. but, like, it's one of those things, like, he... I feel like he bought it from Squidward, and I like it. I like to think it of as like a an office under Mifflin moment where he, like he buys like that watercolor from Pam, and I like to think it's the same thing that happened with SpongeBob Squidward. Where Squidward was like, like I don't really like this, and SpongeBob's like, I love it, like I want it, and he paid good money for it. Oh, that warms my heart. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's my little backstory I created. <laughs> that whole scene where Gary has to choose between SpongeBob and Patrick reminds me of the scene in Airbud. Where like, did you ever watch? I Air never Bud? see Airbud. Oh mm-hmm. my god! No. Why am I making this podcast? <laughs> we, just, we gotta go watch Airbud. 
there's a scene in Airbud where he has to choose between a clown and like the actual kid that loves him because you know it's a basketball playing dog that has magic basketball powers. <laughs> Think the reincarnation of Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan existed. <laughs> um no, but like it's kind of like one of those scenes where he's like, "Come pick me, come pick me," and it just reminds me a lot of Airbud. It's pointless to talk Same. about since you don't know it. So, womp womp. whatever, we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Yes. What are your go-to sleepover activities? Because Patrick had a whole list. I was impressed, even though most of it was just blah 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 blah. But like he had a whole like solid list. Um, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I have never really enjoyed any sleepovers. I get I, when I was younger, I used to get a lot of anxiety, and from sleepovers. <laughs> Why? And I, I think it was like just like the social aspect because you uh, don't really know what you're in someone else's house playing by their rules. Like I never really had people over to my house. I'm trying to remember if I ever had like people for sleepovers. I used to would go to people's houses for sleepovers, but like, for example, there was one. The first sleepover where I ever had Brussels sprouts because their family had this rule where they're like, you have to at least try it. Automatically bad like sleepover. <laughs> no, uh, no shade to white people, but most white people can't cook very well or they don't season their food. But also, who boils Brussels sprouts? Oh, I my grandparents like, did that for a while. I don't know why. Boiling or steaming Brussels sprouts is never the way to go. No. Just roast them. Roast them, yeah. Get them crispy, homie. Anyways, I ate a couple bowl of Brussels sprouts, but then I got like real scared at night and then I had to do one of those like, it was my first sleepover, so like I don't blame myself too hard, but where like you call your mom and they come pick you up in the middle of the night and you're not there. But I also have this thing where like I don't like being the first one to go to sleep. I think it's a trust issue thing. That's fair. Yeah. Like I find it really weird like when Fatima goes to sleep before I do or where, where I go to sleep before Fatima does. Like, even now, like, I find it's really weird. Like, when people are over, like, I'm going to be like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I don't know. It's a bad habit of mine. But, like, I don't know. For sleepovers, I used to just, like, watch, like, watch movies and then stay up. That's fair. Like, I never had, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like in movies, they always make sleepovers, like, oh, where you, like, (laughs) talk about girls and stuff like that. I think like the only sleepover that even came close is I went to a sleepover once and we watched like a an R-rated movie. Ooh. But it had like titties in it. <laughs> it was like Soul Plane or something. Bunch of horny so little a boys little... in a basement it was watching also... Soul Plane. Okay. I will say that the only sleepover I've been to that I enjoyed it 100% is the same sleepover I watched Soul Plane at when I watched Mean Girls. And at the time I was too... Uh, toxic masculinity and i was like i can't watch mean girls that's a movie for girls mm. and it was actually one of the funniest movies you've ever seen so shout out to that person and shout out to mean um, girls they, de- <laughs> they definitely don't listen to this podcast so i'm not even gonna bother using <laughs> but if you remember that you can hit me up but what about you josh did you have like many sleepovers no i was like it's in the same boat i don't remember having any sleepovers until maybe high school and even then the sleepovers in like high school were because, like, I drank and didn't want to go home. And, like, I think I really yeah. started just, like, crashing on, like, at people's houses, like, in college. So, like, that was, like, the closest to, like, a sleepover experience. You're hooligan. You're out drinking. I was in a nice angel high school. boy. Yeah, definitely started with the uh, self-destruction pretty early, so. 
<laughs> oh my god but like i don't know what do you do when i'm over at your place you usually just watch youtube videos that's pretty solid like video games but you don't really sleep over no though. that's true <laughs> there's like the it's more wisdom like josh stays time. up till 4 4 a.m yeah <laughs> and then i'm like do you want to go home and he's like yeah yeah okay but like yeah like i guess video games are like watching tv or whatever i mean most of the like because it's been like as i've gotten older when i've slept over at people's places it's a lot of like late night drunk conversations until you're too tired and just pass out so yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's it's really weird also before before we head out i just really want to understand what the fuck is snail nip cuz huh. doesn't it doesn't look like grass cuz like catnip's like basically weed for cats right yeah you can eat it yeah but snail nip look look like gross it looked like chewy jelly like well stuff. wouldn't snail nip be like moss or what do snails eat right i don't, I don't know. know i don't know algae something like it was that it's grossing me out because when he chewed it i was like why is it gummy like like weird jellyfish snot that's what it looked like Ugh. and i was like i would not put that I in my mouth <laughs> like i you could probably convince me to like eat some catnip at least taste it you get I'm high like, off hey, of <laughs> Won't we'll smoke I, I, weed, I but we'll eat catnip. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't smoke the ganj. I only smoke the the devil's lettuce, and I by devil's lettuce I mean catnip. Catnip. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. And also Jerry, Jerry the lifelike snail. We never see him ever no. again. No, that happens. Where is he? <laughs> is he still taken care of? I don't know. I'm so afraid. Keeps me up at night. For... Yeah. It... I'm not going to be able to sleep now. Ready for this week's big lesson, Omar? I'm always ready for the big lesson. I'm going to be honest, and I had a hard time, and I think you did too. I did. 100% did. These are weird, weird episodes. But uh, the big lesson I got is to respect people's space. And uh, it's very clear in the first episode that they absolutely did not do that with Sandy at all. Like, she had... uh, Full on, like we said, purge locked down her house except the front door, and she even wrote that video, made that video to not come in, and they still came in, and they even went as far as like take the fur off of her, which is crazy, right? Like respect her space, like she's sleeping, 100%. leave her alone. And um, it was the same thing, like uh, in the second or uh, in the second part, uh, Act Two, I think that SpongeBob, yeah, it's sad that his snail left, but also like respect the space that. Maybe Gary wants to hang out with Patrick, right? Don't go over the top and don't go crazy. And the same thing with Patrick. Like, respect that this is your friend's pet. Don't be a jerk about it. Respect his thing. Respect his face. So, yeah. I like that. It's uh, that's actually fits very nicely with both halves, which I had a hard time with yeah, mine. It was tough, but came up with it. <laughs> and it's true. Like, you got you to gotta keep those boundaries, man. So uh, mine's yeah. pretty similar. Mine is you can't control people in your life from doing bad things to you, but you can set boundaries or cut them from your life. You know what I'm saying? Because in the first one, it was like you can't stop SpongeBob and Patrick from being SpongeBob and Patrick. So you can only do things to prevent that, which is like Sandy doing the video. So she did, I think, her best in keeping those boundaries for herself. Lock your door. Obviously, she doesn't want to go. Yeah, lock. Get a better security system. Yeah. Ask Squidward to keep them out or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and same thing with 
uh, Gary. Like, you can't control Gary. He's an animal. He doesn't really know. Uh, he, it seems like he's got a very one-track mind. We have seen that he has a little bit higher intelligence than he lets on, but, like, he's still only a snail. And so every animal is going to be food-driven, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, same thing with, like, Patrick. Like, he did, like, a mean thing to SpongeBob, and you got to set those boundaries. And it's like, don't play with my snail, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. It's yeah. Just, it's a little bit of a bummer of a lesson for me, but I was like, it's true. That's a fact of life. You can't control the, you can't control the bad things all the time. No. Nah. Absolutely. Just gotta not. Let, them, yeah. let them do it. But you can prep. You can prepare for them in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I think I like it. Even though it was a bummer, but it's good. Yeah. Good, good lessons out of this episode. A weird episode. Another filler one. Hopefully next, next week's a little, a little bit more entertaining, I feel, on the edge. But uh, thanks for listening for this week's episode. If you want to send us anything, suggestions or some suggestions or comments, please reach out to us on ismanisapodcast.com or you can email us directly at ismanisapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, that way I can post more. More people interact with me. <laughs> street. So two-way street people. If not, then I'll just be on TikTok all the time. Yeah. Anyways, Show us some love. Show us some love. Yeah. Be sure to share with your friends and enemies and to comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And before we go, Josh has a very, very good joke for my birthday this year, and he just wants to share it with me, so I'll let him take it away. Are you ready? Yeah. Made this special just for your big 26th birthday. You came up with it all by yourself? All by by myself. All by myself. Don't listen to what the haters say. Ready? Yeah. (laughs) What do you call a snail on a ship? A snailer. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>